What is going on, fellas, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? We are back with another episode. Um, I was I'll cap this off as the as the last episode of season two. Um, so season three is coming up. Um, but once again, I'm Jordan Jean Louis, the host of JJ Sports Talk. I got my boy Brandon Maddie going uh, duos together tonight, man. Our boys they couldn't make it today, but it's all good, man. Uh, Jordan, you know what to do, bro. We've been we've been doing this for a minute. Everybody got stuff popping off. You know, I can't always make it. We know life gets in the way, but yeah. we'll they'll be here. We're still waiting for the debut of Matt. Thought it was gonna come, oh. but we all just got caught up last week. You know, we it's hard, it's hard trying to run this and being a college student, you know. And then yeah. when you got four dudes with it, bro, like trying to mix the schedules, it's like we all working. We all got midterms and stuff. Like you already know what it is. Midterms, bro. man. Like we'll we'll get it figured out soon, bro. Once these midterms are done, we'll be rocking for a bit until finals. But, yeah, but like like I said, we back with another episode, bro, another one. Had, it's like, huh? I said we had a big two weeks, bro. But we back here with another one. You already so, know what it is. <laughs> so let. let let we me. already saw the title of the episode, Jordan. <laughs> Big J. Tragedy in Vegas, man. What the hell, man? I just don't get it. You want to take him through it or you want me to take him through it? <laughs> I will, man. I was here. I've been dying to say my word. Like, yeah, man. So, tra- Tragedy in Vegas, we all know, um, or people who haven't known, um, uh, and I think it was the other day, um, wide receiver, um, star wide receiver, Henry Ruggs III, um, was drunk driving, going, um, the details came out um, slowly, day by day, as details came about, um, the dude was going like 156 miles per hour. Um, I'm not sure where in Vegas... It happened because I'm trying to. I was. I was I'm trying to picture where it was. I was in Vegas. I, I can't remember. But um. But then on impact, um, he hit the girl from behind at 127 miles per hour at impact. The car engulfed into flames, and then the girl passed away. Um, so my my input on this is is this situation could have easily been avoided. Um, I think I believe it's his second year in the NFL. Very young, talented star receiver. Um. And like I said, like, you know, I was in Vegas in August, bro. Believe me, there was, there's Lyft, there's Ubers, there's taxis, bro. And for God's sake, he's in the NFL, man. The NFL provides free transportation for their NFL players, wherever you're at. Um, so, yeah, my, I'm just very, very mad because at what, because at the end of the day, no matter how, what end you take at it, somebody has lost their lives. Um, so yeah, like, what's your opinion on it, man? Like, what do you, man, I'm telling you right now, this, this is a tragedy. Um, as you said, not only could this have been avoided, it should have been avoided. I mean, come on, man. How, how dumb do you gotta be to drive? First off, I've never been to Vegas, but we've all seen pictures of it. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a big strip. It's a giant city filled with traffic, and you're doing 157 miles they clocked you in at. 127 when you make impact with this poor girl. Cost her and her dog's life. If you haven't seen the pictures, it's insane. It's a tragedy. Um, He had a blood alcohol content of 
161. First off, Henry Ruggs was a first-round pick, so we know he got the bag. You know, he, he might not have, you know, $100 million, but he got a couple million in, in the bank, I'm sure. Um, and it's just insane, man. This 100% should never have happened. You have too many, too many um, things in place. As you said, the NFL has programs. Now, whether or not the Raiders implemented it, I have no clue, but they would have access to it. I'm sure he could have just got someone from the team to drive him at the very least, bro. He's got that money. Should have had an Uber, um, could have hired a chauffeur, could have got one of the homies to drive him, man. But no, he decided to, that he wanted to do something stupid and it cost the ultimate price of someone's life, man. And yeah, I'm like, what I'm going to tell you, what, like, what Stephen A. Smith said, I'm like on first take. He, he he was very smart. He was like, so this wasn't like intentional. Like Henry was wasn't he wasn't planning on going out and unfortunately killing this this girl. There wasn't it it was an unintentional thing, which is but still like like I said, don't matter. No matter what angle you look at it, she's gone. And like you know that mother has lost a daughter. You know, um, I mean you know. Holmes. Let's let's face it, right? I don't think anybody goes out, leaves their house, and said, I'm a I'm a drunk drive tonight. I'm gonna get into this accident and I'm gonna I'm gonna cost somebody their life and screw up my own in the process, right? But we've seen this time and time again, whether it's been athletes or just regular people. I mean, you can you hear story after story about this. I don't know what else could have been done to prevent this besides Henry Ruggs just not being a bonehead. You know, I don't want to kick the man while he's down, but I'm gonna tell you right now, he ain't getting no sympathy from me. I know this wasn't intentional, but at the end of the day. The, this has been a problem for years, man. And anybody that doesn't figure this out by now, bro, like you're playing yourself. All right. You cost this girl her life. You just messed up your entire life. All right. Like you affected lives, man, not just your own. Do whatever you want to yourself. But when you start affecting other people, people that you don't even know, man, it's a problem. And I don't know what else I could really say. I mean, we've seen some of his past teammates and, um, current teammates. Well, he just got released from the Raiders, so he really ain't got no teammates right now. But um, they're coming out and trying to support him. But I don't know how much you could support, man. He messed up. You can't fix this, man. You know, uh, I don't know where he goes from this. He's looking at almost damn near 30 years, potentially, uh, depending on what they hit him with. And it's going to be I get. I don't want to say like I'm interested to see what's gonna happen because like I wish it never happened in the first place. But who knows where this is gonna lead, man? This this has already gotten to the worst point. As we said, a, a poor female lost her life, 23 year, years old. I'm I'm 23, dog. Like I can't imagine not waking up tomorrow for crying out loud. Um, I'm sure my family can't imagine not waking up without me, my friends and stuff. And this poor woman is gone right now. So, and as for Henry Ruggs, man, if he makes it through it, I don't even know how you make up for this situation, Big J. I mean, just like, um, I don't know if you saw Derek Carr, um, his, his press conference, like, of, like, the situation. He was kind of like, you know, people who were not in that inside circle of the team, like, they don't know Henry Ruggs. And Derek Carr, he's the closest, you know, he would say, like, damn, like, he could have been there for him, like, you know, and he still is as a, as a brother. And, you know, like you said, like, you don't want to kick nobody while they're down. But Derek Carr was like, yeah, he's my boy. Like, I'm going to be support. 
hang in whatever he needs with support. Because right now he probably he's, his head is probably like you know at the time maybe his the adrenaline was like you know like but he probably feels like you know he is hitting him hard right now. So like 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 you said like you know at death at death is a death and you know it's it's hard to just like justify what he did and like but so but it's glad, it's glad you said that what, what you said because like I was going to ask you like what. With the NFL, the next steps is like a federal uh, a felony DUI. I think I was like twenty years, and then he got like a firearm too in the car. Um, that's another thing. It was a loaded firearm, dude. Like how many firearm. times you gotta have somebody in your camp, bro? Like I understand that uh, everybody comes from different walks of life, you know, and just like accustomed to certain things. But when you get to this status, man, right? There's it's a whole responsibility. You're a role model. Um, you're you're kind of like a savior of like your family, you know, because you can get them out of certain situations. And that's a lot of pressure. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't be allowed to go out and have a good time, blow off some steam. I'm never going to judge a man for that. But when you have so many options to be more responsible, my man, it's insane that you don't take those precautions when it's literally just as easy as making a phone call. That's all it is, man. Even if you went to the club, right, you didn't intend to get that drunk. Come on, bro. You know you've been there for a couple of hours. You know you've been drinking. You know you should understand the rate of alcohol that you're consuming. You know, call a backup, bro, whether it's a friend, an Uber. Call up the the, the Raiders. I'm sure somebody, they could have sent over somebody lower in the organization to come get you. You know, there was so many outs, and he chose to be irresponsible. And like I said, I don't want to kick him when he's down, but he's not getting any sympathy from me because you got to be better than this. Because we ain't talking about just crashing a car and, you know, somebody breaking a leg. We're talking about a 23-year-old female lost their life because you decided to be uh, inadequate in your decision-making. Yeah, very, very strong, uh, like, very, very powerful statement there. Yeah, like, I don't feel I – mean, I, I wish I could – I wish I can feel sorry for that man, but like, I mean, obviously he's still young. He's still young to himself. Um, but how can you like, how can you support a dude? And, and plus with this whole like John Gruden situation, that, the whole that story, and then now this, and how there's no way, like they got to focus on the season, man. Um, but how do you focus on a big job? You know, like if the, if the Raiders collapse tomorrow, like I get it, man. Like, the whole team's got to be hurting. You know, I'm sure Henry Ruggs um, is loved by the people around him. Um, as we said, Derek Carr came out. We saw Tua, former teammate of his, uh, get emotional when speaking about it. Others have spoken out about it. Like, nobody asked for any of this to happen. But the Raiders are pushing, you know, are going against the grind right now. I mean, the coach just gets let go. And we got this whole Ruggs situation. It's just tragic. And you know what, man? Speaking of that coach situation with Gruden. Um, as we talked about this in a previous uh, episode, we all know what happened with John Gruden. Those remarks. The reason why John Gruden uh, got outed was because of the internal investigation the NFL was doing for the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, and Dan Snyder and that circus he's got going on over there. Now, from what I heard is that the investigation is either completed or coming close to an end. And Roger Goodell has stated that the internal reports of everything that they found going on in that, uh, quite frankly, excuse my language, shit show, they said that it's not going to be 
released publicly are you kidding big j how you feel about that man i don't know i mean i don't know what i don't know why the nfl is scared to release it in the first place i mean people want to know what's going on like in that organization um I, I personally i feel like dan schneider should be you know released from the team as an as an owner because like he's you know he's in this in the middle of it you know and like you know um, so, like, with the situation, you can't just, you know, say an investigation is complete but not release the whole, like, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, I mean, like, like, like myself, I want to see what, what the internal investigation is so they can actually move on from, from this, you know, in, in a way. Um, kind of like, you know, because right now I'm pretty sure in that locker room, like, in that building, like, it's a distraction right now with the whole, like, you know, and, um, yeah, so I mean, I feel like this should, you know, I don't know why. What's the what's the whole like, you know, why this why so scared? Are they, are they hiding something? Are they trying to cover Dan Snyder's ass? I mean, they're they're definitely trying to cover something, man. I mean, he when the first thing started coming out of all the stuff that was going on there with the toxic culture that they created, um, we've gotten into this too much, so I'm not going to get into full detail on what's happening uh, with the Washington football team just because we have covered it on multiple episodes, but. You're absolutely covering up for him. You know, um, you got to release the report, man. Dan Snyder should not be allowed to own a team. Let's be honest right now, man. Mark Davis of the Raiders even came out and said, a fellow owner, man. We know this is billionaire boys club, you know, everybody trying to keep everything hush hush when they can because it's a club. They're there to make money and they're there to watch each other's backs a little bit. Right. But we had another owner come out and say, listen, because of this internal investigation, y'all wasn't even investigating my team. And I lost my head coach because of this investigation. All right. Now, granted, my coach probably should have had to go. I think he definitely had to go because of the remarks and just everything that's going on, man. You can't be doing that crap these days. And it was unacceptable. Right. And you're holding us, you're holding the Raiders to a higher standard. We're holding ourselves to a higher standard. But this whole thing was started because of the Washington football team and we're not going to release. There's not, is there even going to be any further penalties? We all know that Dan Snyder had to step down. In other words, he's still in control. She's just, you know, the face of it right now. That's completely unacceptable, man. He should be nowhere near a football team. The ownership, the organization should not even be a thing anymore. Anybody that had to do with that toxic culture, you know what I'm saying? So it's time to strip the team away, let a new bid come in. The team needs a new identity because this Washington football team is the worst name I've ever heard, man. You know, like it, that's like, like calling your team, team the Cowboys football yeah. team. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah, good one, good one, <laughs> good one. Yeah, bro, but we'll get into the damn Cowboys in a second. All right, but let me just finish this with the. With the Redskins, it's time for them to sell the team. It's time for new ownership. It's time for a rebrand. Get a damn team name. Now, Big J, moving forward, you want to make jokes about the Cowboys, but your homie, you know, the man that you look up to, that we both look up to, quite frankly, my favorite sports broadcaster, I think he's yours too, Stephen A. Smith. I don't know anybody that hates the Cowboys more than Stephen A. Smith, and they're ranked number one in his rankings, Big J. Super Bowl contenders on any list. Say what you want about the Cowboys, but they're winning games with Dak Prescott, without Dak Prescott, this is looking like a complete team, Big J. So make your jokes. But at the end of the day, that star makes the most money 
in the NFL. I think they make the most money in North American sports, to be honest with you. Um, and they might be Super Bowl bound, Big J. Uh, I mean, I gotta look at their schedule for the remaining of the season. But I mean, they're they're looking pretty good, man. They got a you know good with a what's his name, um, Demarcus Lawrence, um, with us uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs. They nice, man. Ezekiel Elliott, like Amari Cooper, he's kind of banged up a little bit, but um, you know, you got um, Micah Parsons. I mean, y'all got a young, young, talented, you know, uh, all around team. But I mean, you can't like, well, who like? So Eagles, Giants, during your like, Big J. I'm glad you just said that because Demarcus Lawrence has been out most of the season with a broken foot, my man. They are doing work without warnings for crying out loud. We all thought that Demarcus Lawrence was going to be the next Demarcus where hasn't really lived up. Oh, wait, who's, number, wait, who's number 94? That, that's not Lawrence? Or, or? No, 90, 90 is Lawrence. Um, 90? I think 94. Maybe I'm mistaken 94 with 90 because I thought – I, I remember 94 used to be – Because he was um, a linebacker, I think. He was, he was on the edge. Mm-hmm. Randy, it's uh Randy Gregory's been killing it, man. So it it's just been it's been next man up. Okay, they get Diggs, the young Diggs brother, has been doing. You know, he's got multiple interceptions. He's on pace to hit seventeen interceptions. I don't know if he's gonna hit it, but that would be crazy if he did. You know, offense hitting on all cylinders. Listen, I mean, people can say what they want. Oh, you know, the possible easy schedule, bah, bah, bah. They just walked into Minnesota with Cooper Rush for crying out loud, Big J. Cooper Rush as their as their starting quarterback because Dak was out. They decided to wrestle him. They still pulled off the dub. All right, they got it done. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. I've never seen the Cowboys win games they had no business being in or that we thought that they already counted out as. And the fact that uh, the backup came in, and did some work. It's it's just been quality, man. And let's be honest, like Cooper Rush ain't gonna be anything great, man. He just he did something great in that game. He held it down, you know. And that's what they need. It's next man up mentality. Can end up uh, to me, bro. Right now, they they might be the team to beat. I, I I think Los Angeles is still looking tough. I think Tampa's still looking tough, but let's not forget if Greg Zerloin, the kicker, isn't a bum in week one, they beat Tampa, man, and they're undefeated. So they hung in there with the with what we all thought was going to be the best team in the NFL. And here we are. So we'll see how the Cowboys do, man. You're on mute, Big J. My fault, my fault, fans and folks. <laughs> I'm always doing that shit. Anyways, uh, I, like I said, we I love talking about NFL, and, and it's good we're talking about that because um, we got – I forgot – I didn't bring him in the production meeting. Um, my, my boy Mike White on the Jets went off. Um, uh, he had he, – he went um, first time for 45 um, for, uh, for passing attempts. Uh, he had 145 passing yards. Uh, his, his longest was a uh, nine yards average. Uh, his he had three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, his QBR rating was a 107. Um, and I'm not sure, like, I saw on Instagram that they put his jersey in the Hall, Pro Hall of Fame. I'm not sure that was like, you know, for real, or they were just like, nah, oh, nah. One game is, um, but no, but he had a one hell, hell of a game, man. Um, f- for a backup, 
um, of the rookie, man. Like, but it seems like, but being a Ravens fan, I love seeing the Bengals lose. But it's crazy because people are saying, oh, how come we couldn't beat the Bengals? You know, a good defense like our, our but we can't even beat the Bengals. Man. Like, oh, well, we can, but it's like, what happened, man? Like, what did they do that we didn't, man? I'll tell you right now, man. Uh, it's it's just, that was the definition of any given Sunday. You know, I, I'm working. I work at MetLife Stadium, uh, as I said previously. Big J, I cannot tell you the amount of people, Jets fans, that first off showed up late to that game, right, right before kickoff. Usually, people are in there, bro. They're usually tailgating. Dude, there was no traffic. You walked right in there, bro. It usually takes me a bit to get in, and it's it was insane, bro. The amount of people coming through, like. Jets fans literally thought they were going to lose that game. It was like, hey, let's see what the kid can do, but I expect the Jets to be the Jets. And then this kid, White, comes out of nowhere, just starts lighting it up, man. And it was insane. The whole place was going wild. Um, I think they're going to have, a, a, quite frankly, I think there's going to be a quarterback battle in New York. I think everybody would love to see that. But at the end of the day, I still think they're, they're going to be going with uh, Zach Wilson as their main man. But now they know that – they have somebody that can some work. And I think since he just took them lightly, man, any given Sunday, that's that's what it comes down to. You never know what's going to happen in this league. When you walk in and, and you take somebody too lightly, you might just catch an L, and the Bengals caught an L for not doing work like they were supposed to. I mean, look what, dude, I'm, Jamar Chase has been great all season, Big J. I mean, I have him on fantasy. Uh, he's been in top five just about the entire year in terms of receiving and but i gotta be honest man when he met that jets uh defense couldn't even do nothing man i mean chase was held to i think three receptions the whole game for 32 yards that's some serious defense salah did work man he's the new head coach we know he's defensive minded but big j Things are happening, man. Yeah. Um, so is he going to be – so my question is, is he going to be, like, not the number one QB, like, on the Jets, but, like, do you think, you know, he – because he, he sat out on um, that game. Um, I think Josh, the quarterback um, – forget his name. Um, you talk about played, the game, my Yeah, the one who played on, on Thursday, the quarterback. Because uh, I didn't think Mike White play. I don't think he played that game. Oh, I'm going to be honest. Him. I missed the Jets game on Thursday against the Colts. Um, uh, I'm going to look it up right now um, on the bus. It uh, was a man named Johnson. I yeah, think. Josh Johnson, yeah. I think he was on, he was on the Giants a couple years. But, um, yeah, like, so who's going to be quarterback, man? It's going to be um, the young rookie and Zach Wilson. Or do you think do you think Mike White's gonna take that position, or do you think you know um, Josh Jackson's gonna take that position, man? Or Josh Johnson? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm sorry, but his name Josh Josh Johnson. Oh, so he so he left the game with a forearm injury. Oh, Mike so he, would, he so he played. He, he played. Got yeah, he played, and he did. He was pretty decent for what he played. I mean, he went seven of eleven for ninety five yards, had a touchdown. Um, he had a quarterback rating of 121.4, but at the end of the day, he only threw 11 passes. Um, but then, you know, Johnson comes in, 
goes 27 of 41, 317 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, quarterback rating of 103.4. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Jets ain't winning a Super Bowl or nothing, but apparently they got some people that are coming out and showing, hey, I'm here. I deserve to be in the starting uh, light, especially while Wilson's down. And I'm pretty sure they brought in Joe Flacco. They just traded for Joe Flacco for a six-round pick. Not even seeing him. I don't even know what was the point of drafting him, quite frankly, if they're just going to be going with all this other talent. But, I mean, things are looking up for the Jets right now. Um, If I'm them, you know, this is definitely not the year that you're doing anything crazy, but it's it's definitely – I'm having a long time, you know, let's be honest. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen Jets fans actually have a reason to be excited. And now they have three quarterbacks that are saying, hey, we're here to compete at the very least, you know, Big J. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, speaking of like speaking of new of, of new faces, like, like like the trade deadline happened, like not many teams have like had didn't really make any like Moves except the Rams, man. The Rams, oh, Rams seem to get move. better, but no one really seemed to like. I guess with the whole cap space, and you know, not many teams were like the Ravens and like your team. I guess we didn't have enough, you know, money like to like you know to trade anybody or whatever. Um, but the Rams made a huge splash with uh, Von Miller, man. Um, two of the best, um, prolific, um, uh. Outside linebackers with uh, Aaron Donald, uh, and then Von Miller added Von Miller to that mix, man. And Ray Ramsey and the cornerback, man. That's like a Golden State Warriors team on like Jack steroids, man. <laughs> like, Bro, that is insane that they went out and did that. As you said, Aaron Donald. I mean, once we are talking about just Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, like those are guys that teams at some point have all had to base their entire offensive plan on shutting down those guys at some point in their careers. Aaron Donald is still at that caliber. Vaughn Miller, I mean, he's getting a little up there in age, but, I mean, what else can be said about him? I hope this isn't one of those Clay Matthews situations, but Vaughn is is a different kind of cat, man. I mean, this was a quality pickup, and, I mean – I, what else could we say about it, Big J? That defense is nasty. I'd be petrified if I was an opposing quarterback playing against that because not only do I got Aaron Donald coming up the middle, that takes at least two guys there. Vaughn Miller coming off the freaking edge now, you know? And then even if I get past them, right, I got to throw to a guy like Jay- Jalen Ramsey in coverage, man. I hate to say it, but... I'm excited about the Cowboys, but I, I, I'm quite frankly afraid to play the Rams, especially they actually go out and get a, a good quarterback in Matt Stafford who's been lighting it up this year. I mean, the Rams might just be the next Super Bowl champions, bro. Not even contenders, the next Super Bowl champions because this is a big move, man. Yeah, big, big move, man. Um, but... Like that that was the only trade I that seemed to, you know, be like the big focal point of the trade deadline. Cause no one really made any like other other moves. Um were you surprised, Big J? Especially yeah. when we have a name like I thought I heard was hearing a lot 
a lot of Deshaun Watson talk, not even to Miami, like we've been hearing all season. I heard Carolina was getting ready to prepare something, including Christian McCaffrey to get Deshaun Watson, man. I'm really surprised we didn't see him moved at the trade deadline, man. How about you? Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't hear about the whole Deshaun Watson to like the to like the um to the Panthers, but yeah, I heard that like Miami um shut down that um shut down that trade, that trade because I guess with the whole, you know, lawsuits against him cuz they were that they were down to uh to, to bring him into the onto the team, but they had to look into like what was going on with the investigation and um I mean, but there's some still some other good teams that like the Saints that need a quarterback with uh, Winston going down, but they but they got Hill though. Um, but they, who's their who's their backup? So I mean, Deshaun Watson can step in, um, maybe a starter. Um, but I mean, yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't hear about the Carolina. I didn't, that was that's something new. But um, I was hearing. Yeah, I'm very shocked that no, other than the Rams, like nothing really happened. I mean, I I don't know, man. Uh. It's been weird. Speaking of moving teams, you know, OBJ has just been released. By, apparently, we had a toxic situation going on up there with him and Mayfield just couldn't figure it out. We know OBJ is a bit of a prima donna, so I'm sure he's hard to work with. But somebody was putting out some videos uh, saying that Mayfield just wasn't looking his way. A couple of clips of OBJ being wide open. Uh, my cousin uh, is a big Cleveland Browns fan, and according to him, the Browns are better without OBJ on the field. Now, whatever that may be, it is what it is, but we all know that OBJ does have spurts of greatness and is definitely somebody worth looking into, especially if you are a team like the Raiders who just lost Henry Ruggs, uh, especially if you're a team like the Saints who've been without Michael Thomas for a while, you know, so OBJ going to find a new home soon. It's just, is he worth the headache? Is he past the prime of his career, Big J? To be honest, I don't. That's hard to say because he, like, the past couple of seasons, he's had injuries, been sidelined. I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. Like, I had him in my fantasy this year, you know. But he, but at, at the time he was on the IR, um, he was still hurt. So my my decision, I, I kicked him off my team because I thought he was worthless right now. But, I mean, he's still a good player. Um. Dude, he kind of reminds me of like a Terrell Owens with less talent. Let's be honest, man. We were all hyped because of that one-handed catch, and it was a beautiful one-handed catch against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I watched it live, dude. It was late-night football, and I was even like, first off, that was pass interference, let's be honest. Second, I was out of my seat like, no, he didn't, you know. But at the end of the day, man, let's look at the guy's history. I can't stand Eli Manning. You know, but I will say this. I've never seen Eli Manning lose his composure with a teammate until he ran into Odell Beckham Jr. You know, I knew OBJ was a headache the second he fought that that kicker's net. You know, we saw him getting into the stuff with Josh Norman uh, when they used to play the Washington football team. That was, that, that was epic, man. And, and um, I think Carolina, too. That Dude, that was – I literally – Cannot stand Josh Norman because of that. We'll save that for another episode. But let me just say that was the most dirty stuff I've ever seen. And there's guys that would have got been kicked out of the game for a lot less than what those two did that day. But going off with OBJ, man, he just seems like a guy where he's high risk and potential high reward. But, I mean, man, he's a headache on the field 
and he's a little injury prone. Let's be honest. I mean, not even a little, bro. He gets hurt. Like, so I don't know if it's worth it, especially if he's going to be complaining about not getting the ball. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there is a home for him in Las Vegas, potentially in New Orleans, potentially just because they need talent. But you really got to get like this guy somewhere comfortable. You need to get make sure that he's not going to be a distraction because he's been a distraction, quite frankly, everywhere he's gone, man. I just don't know if he's worth it. You think he's worth it? I mean, I mean, I feel like he is. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, some of the passes that I saw from Baker, they were trash throws, man. You can't just lay all on Odell. Like, there, there's some spots where there's some routes where um, obviously they had it had designed for him, but then Odell took his own – maybe his own route. Um, there were some, some routes where he, he should have did, like, a slant route, and then he went – he did a fly. Um so, I mean, like, you can't really blame it all on Odell because he's not the quarterback, bigger than the quarterback. And my boy Steve, Steve Smith Sr. came in, had that comment. He was like, bigger, bigger, you're, you ain't nothing, man. Like, and Odell was left because of you, man. So, I mean, so, I mean, obviously, their off-field relationship, I heard, is really good. They're tight. They, um, I think, before the season started, they, him and their family, they all met and, you know, are you talking about uh, Smith or or Mayfield? Uh, well, Steve Smith Senior said that. Yeah, yeah. Odell, yeah. So, so him and Smith have the good relationship. You're saying? No, I'm saying so. I heard that Baker and Odell have off the field have a really. That's what I heard on ESPN. They said that um, like you know, before they went to like Wyoming and they had like you know did some did some work together like on the field and practice and train together. But on the field, they're just not a good a good match. But you know, it's funny you said that. Um, what you said about like the like the mentality in the locker room, it kind of reminds me of, of Antonio Brown, man. Because you know, hot headed dude, his tempers flare. You know, he had his moments. You know, doing TikToks and running in with the pulling knees and stuff. Um, but then, look, look now, he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, doing work. Um. And he's with Tom Brady, the GOAT, one of the GOATs. So, I mean, I feel like OBJ, I mean, I heard he, he might go to the Packers, man. That's what I heard. You know what? That might be possible, too. I think that's a good one uh, with uh, Antonio Brown. Brown just needed a place where he felt that he was, one, taken serious, uh, two, had the opportunity to win. This is clearly what was important to him. Obviously, um, the relationships in Pittsburgh – uh, ran its course. He got ended up getting moved to Las Vegas. He never wanted to be there in the first place. He he did everything that he could to get out of there. Ends up going to the Patriots. We didn't hear anything, anything negative from him in the Patriots until the scandal came out. And then obviously they decided to cut him um, for PR reasons and stuff because they didn't want to put up with it. Um, but he, he was very happy to be under Belichick. He was very happy to be with Brady. And then he links up with Brady down in Tampa Bay, which I'm sure he's even more happy about because he's from Florida. Um, I don't know if he is from there, but I know he has a house down there. I'll check on that real quick. But, you know, he was more than gracious to end up with somebody like Tom Brady, who they seem to be very close. They've been very successful as a parent together, my man. So I think you're right. I think OBJ going with an Aaron Rodgers could really – Benefit, but man, I just Shoot. said the word. <laughs> what? 
Aaron Rodgers, man. Did you see that stuff? Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to say one more thing about that. I mean, I heard even even to the to the Ravens, man, because I know him and Odell, him and Odell have, you know, Lamar and Odell had that had that friendship. But I don't know. Some people say it's like we're like run heavy. So that, like Odell wouldn't really work in our scheme. But hey, man, another white, it would be Watkins or uh, I'm not sure who, who we would have to give up. Um, but it'll be Watkins, Bateman, Odell, Brown. Well, I, I don't know. You you wouldn't have to give up anything because obviously like you can't trade for him. But you like if the buyout happens, I know there's a waiver order. It just depends on uh, who could claim him, I guess. So it's I know Detroit has the first crack yeah. at him. Um, this is really. Um, I think we're twenty ninth or twenty eighth position, so we're like last. Yeah, it's Detroit, Miami, Houston got the first dibs. Even Jacksonville, Jacksonville, we haven't even considered that. Um, I don't know if they do it, but DJ Chart just went down for the whole year. They could use another wideout. Yeah, but I think OBJ wants to. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know what's in this headspace right now, but I feel like he wants to win somewhere, man. So oh, for, I, I think, think I think had those teams like are on that list, like the mm-hmm. top ten, top fifteen, like. So he don't he don't want them. Yeah, man, I I, I think he definitely he, he doesn't want to be towards the bottom half, man. He he probably wants to go to a contender, but at the I don't even know if it's necessarily winning, bro, with him. It just seems like he just wants to be involved. You know, as long as like I'm sure he gets frustrated when he isn't doing his job. And I'm I'm sure he's a good competitor. I'm sure he doesn't like to lose. Nobody does, but I mean He's already starting to get a reputation. I don't know who's interested in him. I'm sure there's some kind of a market uh, for people that are going to be looking after him. But like I said, man, this this honestly, this whole Baker situation, it reminds me of Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens, where you had decent – listen, more than decent. I love – McNabb, I respected McNabb, man. I'm a Cowboys fan, but McNabb put in work, bro. He was a quality quarterback. Terrell Owens one of the greatest – Wide receivers, wide receivers of all time, and we saw that they, you know, couldn't make it all the way. They they were in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, and couldn't even make it work together because they just couldn't get the differences aside them. So obviously the the um this is like the same situation with lesser talent. You know, uh, it's ran its course. Has time for him to move on, but there should be a market for him. I just think he definitely needs some place that is gonna provide him the structure that he feels that he needs to be successful, you know, and you definitely can't just have him on a loose leash, a loose leash, man. You got to man, he's a dog, bro. Don't get me wrong. But like, sometimes he just go too overboard. You got to make sure that you really hone in on him and and, and keep him composed. Yeah. Like for all, like whoever like enjoys TikTok and stuff, I was on TikTok, right. And I saw this like video, right. And this dude, like, had like four parts or five parts to this like theory. And he was thinking that I know, like we said, with the Raider situation, um, and how it was messed up. This dude had a theory is saying how um, the NFL like kind of screwed rugs and thinking that Raiders might sign OBJ because they need that, that million, that whatever that gap that they're missing from that money, then they're going to bring him in to take Henry's spot. So, so, but I don't know. I, that's just a theory. I don't think it was a setup. I think whatever happened, it happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was a random dude on TikTok. 
Um, See, dude, that's the problem, man. Is that like the great thing about the internet, man, is that anybody can put information out there and share information, but then you got clowns like this putting out uh, conspiracy (laughs) theories. You know, a girl lost their life. Yeah. For crying out loud. You bro, when they easily could have just done something completely different if that was the case. I'm not into the whole conspiracy hype, man. Mm. That's definitely some shenanigans BS right there. That guy need to get a life and sitting there passing around these rumors. I mean, man, this isn't a joke. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. We've already said it, man. A poor female lost her life. But the great thing is, with that crap. yeah, the great thing is, I did hear the Raiders are, are, are one of the teams that, because. For sure. Uh, they need a wide sure, receiver. Sure, yeah, that, that theory that, yeah. The NFL I'm glad you brought that up, though, Big J. Yeah, the NFL, there, there, there's no way NFL this was behind that. It's no way, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, you can get anything accomplished with money. Let's be honest, man. But to think that a team would go that far, not a chance. We saw. Listen, did we had the conspiracy theory with Deshaun Watson, man, where the the lawyer that was representing on the opposing side on the ongoing situation with him supposedly is neighbors with the Houston Texans owner. And we know that him, that Watson and the ownership were having problems. Management was having problems. So there was things out there that it was a conspiracy, man. But I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not one to get into all of that stuff, it, especially with the rug situation, man. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the female that passed away is due more justice than somebody out there, like, downplaying her death like that, that she was just a pawn in some twisted game. But, bro, I, we've been covering this in all my classes about all this stuff out there. Y'all really need to be careful what you're putting out there, man. You know, in previous episodes, I've called two prominent figures in sports POSs, all right, those being Danny Ainge for a situation and uh, my man, who the, the man who just got fired, John Gruden, right? I With would Danny not have... Ainge. I saw, I called Danny Ainge one on a previous episode for the Isaiah Thomas, and you know oh, what? Yeah. I, I might have I might have uh, overstepped on that one, especially when I called him the same term with John Gruden. I don't think Danny John Gruden, but I would not have said those things if I would not be willing to stand behind it. You know, anything that I would say here, I would say in front of Danny Ainge if I ever had the opportunity to meet him, if I ever ran into John Gruden. You know, I would say the same things like, bro, you were a POS for this. I'm not going to sit here and say that, I, like, something that I wouldn't say to somebody's face. And that's the thing with everybody on the internet, man. If you're going to make a statement, if you're going to make a claim, have a take, you better back it up or don't say it at all, man. Yeah, it, it comes to our, our our podcast where we're like, you know, the John Gruden, like, whatever you – I mean, like you say, like, when we get off this, this podcast episode tonight, like, I'm going to – Post it, and then it's gonna be out for everyone to see. So I mean, obviously, like you say, you know, you called in Asia POS, like yeah, like, but you stand behind it. But I'll I'll stay this, behind that man. The uh-huh, way that uh-huh. they did, the way that, and don't get me wrong, they're two completely different situations they don't call danny ainge the same term that i referred to john gruden because with john gruden it was much worse in my eyes because he was just being an awful human being danny ainge was just being a uh an unapologetic uh, like a very strategic businessman and i just didn't think that he had loyalty towards a man that gave him his all so i did not like that so the only thing that i regret is calling them the same term but i would use that term to both of their faces, no problem if I ever mm-hmm. saw them. And I'd have to deal with the consequences that come with it because that's yeah. life. 
Right. I guess the I guess the difference between you and other people is like people have like Twitter fingers. They love to talk can't and not back fingers, it up. Man. Can't you can't, you can't, man. Plus, with the situation, like, kind of like rubbed me the wrong way with like how, like, oh, how would the NFL like plan this out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did what he did. Um, like you said, like, you know, this situation could have been easily prevented, easily prevented. Um, obviously, he's young, he wants to show out his new car, his new Corvette. Um, but you can't be, you can't be, you can't be acting foolish, man, especially when like you're what, like, what, second year top, top pick. Making that bag, you can't be like you know showing off. At least you can go to the club, have fun. You're still young, but like I don't know why he had the he's at the club anyway. Like during the season, I'm like it's not, it's not, it's not like he's like uh, off season. Um, so I don't know why he's at the club anyway, or maybe he's at the house. I'm not sure. I got to look right into it, like where he was. Well, listen, dude. At the end of the day, like however people need to do and how they feel they need to be acting. We saw, we all saw the last dance, man. Dennis Rodman was hitting the club. You know, went on his little vacation spree, came back, still did work. Do whatever you got to do, but one, be responsible. First off, you have a job to do, all right? Second, it's just, you're like, you have to be a decent human being, all right? Like, you can't be going out there. It's like, yo, I want to have fun. That's great. But you got to understand the consequences of your actions have uh, implications on other, uh, impact on other people, you know? So you got to figure it out, man, because... These are the situations. And even on lower, on any ends, dude, first off, we already saw the extreme end with Henry Ruggs having uh, this fatal accident and now just ruined his life uh, and ruined somebody else's life, more importantly. And now just look at OBJ with his past actions, man. This isn't even off-field stuff, really. This is on-field stuff, you know. It, it You have a reputation, man. It impacts you. Maybe you are labeled a bit of a problem. You know, so in any any place where you are, man, whether it's a professional athlete, a plumber, it, it don't matter. It, us trying to get in the media, your actions have consequences, whether they're good and bad. You're going to find out real quick, you know, but you got to be smarter about stuff. I would not sit here and say something that I wasn't willing to back up, you know, and just like I'm not going to go out like I might go out and have a good time, but I'm going to be re responsible extent. Obviously, we all mess up at times, but sometimes our we've seen mistakes cost people a lot of money. We just saw a giant mistake cost somebody their life, and it, you always have an effect, Big J. You know, it's just whether or not you're willing to live with the consequences. That's that. That's facts, man. Like, like here on on the Jazz Sports Talk Show, eventually I'm gonna make this this this. The show and network eventually, man. So I'll be saying the JJ Sports Sports Network. But for for a second time, I'm doing this JJ Sports Talk Show. Um, like we 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 talk, we we might have disagreements, we might have arguments, we might have sports arguments. But like we back up what we say, man. Like we wouldn't be doing this podcast if like this wasn't authentic and real, and you know. So yeah, like if like please, if you're an athlete. Um, even this is a general day-to-day -day teacher, anybody, student, please do not go out during drive, man. Please, man. For that that's what they that's what they all the parents say. Like, I don't mind if y'all drink as long as you stay at our house and don't drive anywhere. Like, you know. So Dude, we, you just gotta be smarter, man. We here, we are, me, uh huh. Like me and the boys, we're here to tell you straight up, like, you know, real talk, man. Real talk. Yo, and speaking and listen, dude, your integrity. 
means everything, man. You got to be a man of your word. You know, like I said, like if you say you're going to do something, do it. Be about it. You know, speaking of not being about it and not being a man of your word, I hinted at it before. Aaron Rodgers just came out. My man, man's out with COVID, you know, lied about the whole situation. Like, man, are you kidding me right now? Like, how the hell are you one of the face of this league, right? And you're going to sit there as a man and lie to the organization that you ain't even vaccinated. Bro, you, nobody's saying that you had to be vaccinated, all right? It's just if you weren't going to be vaccinated, there are certain precautions that you have to take to re- to respect others and help others uh, pre- prevent them from catching this virus at your own um, fault. We see Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. He's on the sideline with a mask. Whenever he comes in contact with somebody, he usually has a mask on if it's off the field. This is absolutely insane that Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure the Green Bay Packers had to know to some extent, so shame on them too. But you sitting there and you lying, and you, and you could potentially be getting someone hurt with this virus. Now, I'm not sitting here and telling you that y'all need to get a choice, but what I am telling you is that if you ain't going to be vaccinated, you got to do the proper steps to protect yourself and others. You can't be sitting there lying to anybody because you look like a dirtbag. And Aaron Rodgers seems like a good guy. You know, he's he's... Plenty of people look up to him. Um, He's a great athlete to watch. He's arguably the best quarterback talent we've seen in a while before Patrick Mahomes even got here. There's a constant debate on whether or not who's the better quarterback talent, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And most would say when it comes to talent, Aaron Rodgers might have him beat. Um, I sometimes lean towards that. Aaron Rodgers is fun to watch. You just got to be better, man. You can't be out there lying about this stuff. You look like a fool, man. Now, um, I'm reading the uh, statement. I'm going to read to the fans. Um, so I think Aaron Rodgers had like a little like Zoom, I guess, call or ESPN call. And um, he was like, first of all, this is like, and I quote this from him. Uh, first of all, I didn't lie in the initial press conference. During that time, it was a witch hunt that was going on across the league where everybody in the media was so concerned about who was vaccinated and who wasn't and, and what that meant and who was being selfish and who wouldn't talk about it or who would talk about it. What it meant if they said it's a personal decision and they shouldn't have to disclose their own medical information. And at the time, my plan was to say that I, I had been immune, like had been immunized. Uh, it, it wasn't some sort of ruse or lot. It was the truth. And I'll get into the whole immunization in a second. But had there been a follow-up to that statement that I've been immunized, I would have responded with this. I would have said, look, I'm not some sort of anti-vax flat earther. So he's calling out Kyrie Irving a little bit. Um, I'm somebody who's a critical thinker. He said, you know, my desire to immunize myself was what was best for my body. That's why this is so important to me. My medical team advised me that the danger of an adverse event to a vaccine was greater than the risk of, COVID, of getting COVID and recovering. So I made this decision that was the best for best for my body. So he came out. So he kind of like said that he, he didn't really, when the first pre- press conference came out and basically saying that he was, it's like he was, um, I, I, I'm not saying this wrong, like immunized. Um, so I'm not, sure that, 
I'm not sure if that means he got vaccinated or he's just like not he's well, immune to the vaccines. So what? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that he's he says that he's allergic to uh, to uh, two ingredients in two of the three approved vaccines. There's an ingredient in Moderna and Pfizer that he's supposedly allergic to, which is dude, that's cool. Nobody's saying that you had to get the vaccine, but if you ain't gonna get the vaccine, right? And he was doing all these other alternative methods that the NFL did not deem was the same as being vaccinated. If you're not going to get the vaccine, which is cool, that's your own personal opinion. I'm not getting into that. You know, um, you have to do your part the other way, man. You know, Carson Wentz has been following everything. Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I haven't seen Rodgers with a mask on. I haven't seen him taking those necessary precautions. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the NFL already deemed that it's not the same. And you messed up, man, and you don't look great right now. And quite frankly, you just got to be better, man. Like, you stop sitting here with the loopholes and blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, man, at the end of the day, you knew what was going on. The team knew what was going on. Because you're such a great talent, we're going to try and cover up for you. But here we are. We got caught. Own it like a man. Keep it moving, bro. And just do your part. And we won't be having problems like this. You got to sit out a couple of games because you tested positive for COVID. That's usually what happens when you're not, you know, vaccinated. But like I said, um, it is what it is. It's it's your choice. And as we just said for the last couple of minutes, your actions have consequences. If you're willing to live with them, then so be it. But here we are. Don't be sitting there backtracking, blah, 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 bro. You messed up. And now you got to deal with the consequences. Still a great talent. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is necessarily a bad guy. He just got caught up in a situation, and he looking, he looking uh, some kind of way right now, and it ain't the best way. Just own up to it and and put it behind you, man. So, like the the question is, like, I mean, I, I, like obviously we 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 both don't know this, uh, but like, I wonder if the coach Matt Lafleur knew. You, you got to assume he had to, man. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna back him. Like at the end of the day, like that's your star quarterback, right? Because I mean, we have an NBA Kyrie Irving's on deck, and he, he's he's off the team right now. So like, why isn't the same policy for the NFL? Why he's not vaccinated? Why not? But it's but it's completely but again, different. In Brooklyn, New York, they're they're different. You know. Well, first off, not only is it a different state, and they're a lot more strict than playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers is also playing outside. Kyrie Irving is in an arena, all right? Yeah. We know from science that this thing moves. It, it, most spreader events, like, it, in inside is when it could be a problem, you know, because everybody's in there breathing the same air, blah, blah, blah. But it is what it is, you know. Um, so I'm not going to sit here. And just like Kyrie Irving, man, he chose to live with the consequences is what it is. I respect Kyrie Irving more than I respected Ben Simmons through that whole thing. Uh, granted, I thought it was a little like re- ridiculous that he was commend the man for living with the consequences. Now, granted, would I still trade him? Yes. Um, would I be looking to? Because it's just not only with the COVID stuff. There's been prior stuff. You know what I mean? But if I can't have him, at least Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna get back after he serves his ten days. You know. Um, where the NBA is completely different. You ain't going to have Kyrie for oh, the entire, basically half the season and, and some certain playoffs and all that stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers at least is going to go be back. Aaron Rodgers is a former league MVP. Aaron Rodgers is quite frankly, one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. 
So, yeah, I'm going to put up with a couple more headaches, especially when I get a player of that talent coming back. But he still, when he does come back, need to do ability, man. Yeah. Um, I think um, Adrian, uh, my boy Woj, may know Woj, uh, like Adrian Wojnowski, um, I think he said that, like, so if you in the NBA, like, if you get fairly vaccinated players, I think it's not just only – Vaccinations. I think you have to like self isolate for like ten days and then go through like some tests before it. So Kyrie has a long process of getting back where he has to get vaccinated. I don't know what what he might get Moderna. He might get which is two doses. So I mean, I don't think he's gonna do it. Be fully vaccinated. Um, so it's not just getting getting the shot. It's also like you know isolating, taking like I think you think you have to like two negative tests in twenty four hour time frame. So there's a lot of stuff going on with this whole Kyrie, but like you said, like Aaron's gonna serve his ten. I mean, obviously he has COVID, and um, he has to serve like what his ten days, so he'll miss this week's game um, against the Packers. Which I mean, the Chiefs. She she played on the Packers. I, oh, my bad. <laughs> that, see, that'll go on as a blooper. <laughs> no, oh, good, man. Yeah. Yeah, we all mess up. Dude. It's all good. <laughs> but said, like, he, he's missing the Chiefs, but the Chiefs themselves have been. So far, you know, <laughs> they've been so far, man. They they got a lot of uh, a lot of headaches. So I guess if there is a game to miss, that's the game to miss. But you know what I will say: this is, you know, he was threatened. Aaron Rodgers, mind you, uh, was threatened by that Jordan Love move. You know, drafting Jordan Love in the in the first round a uh, couple a couple years back. He wanted some more wide receivers. This was a big uh, indication of why he's been upset with the team because, like, we had a first-round pick, and instead of rocking with me and getting me help and all this stuff when I've been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a while, y'all brought in a first-round quarterback basically saying that this is going to be my replacement at some time. Well, now we're going to see that replacement take the field, Big J. So this is kind of like, hey, man, yeah, this is I'm talking about. You don't realize the implications that your actions have. Now you're going to be out. Now the guy that you didn't even want to be drafted is going to have a, a shot at starting on going to have a shot at taking your job, man. Now, granted, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is at the level of Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to see a glimpse of him. And who knows? They if they see if they like what they see and things start being a headache with Rodgers continuing moving forward, they might be a little comfortable with like, okay, let's move him. Let's see what we can get for him. And we're going to rock with Jordan Love for let's see where this takes us. You know, so I don't know, Big J. This is very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting, man. See, so I, I, just, I just remember what I want to talk about for the NBA, man. Let's switch to the NBA now, man. For sure. And I just, I just snapped. It just snapped. Bro, my boy, my boy, Scotty freaking Pippen, y'all. Yeah. Bro, I, I'll be honest with you. Getting like the updates on my phone. It's been, I, I've been meaning to switch over to the NBA. So I think now is definitely a good time with it, bro. So hit us with it. What you got? Um, so my boy, Scotty Pippen, man. <laughs> we starting with this? Oh man, I just, just came, it came into my head. So. The other day he came, came. Um, apparently he had a new book coming out soon, and uh, he wants to become an author, which is what everyone does when they're when they're in and they're retired. Uh, 
error. But he came, he came out. And um so he, he said basically out, the last came out the last, and said yeah, the last blasphemous statement. Yeah, so the um I don't know, like, I don't know if he had a statement, I was trying to look it up on my phone, but he was saying like the last dance. Um Michael Jordan made that last dance um to prove to LeBron that Jordan is still the GOAT and saying how um Pippen he saying how he is he felt like he was like the um the not so talked about player because Jordan was was on the team. So let me break this down, man. So first of all, Pippen, if you're gonna tune into the show, man, I want you to hear me out loud and clear, man. Oh god. You hey, 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 just remember, my man, this has implications and hey, just know what you're about to say. <laughs> I, hey, I'm I'm wise with it. So listen, hear me out. Scotty Pippen, you are a great player, man, but you are nothing without MJ, bro. Like, like you are, why are you coming out and saying that you, you like have problems with Jordan and you like, we all know Jordan was carried the teams, man. Like Jordan didn't need you because he, he won those first couple of championships without you. You had those six rings because of because of Jordan. Jordan helped you out with that. And then secondly, uh, with the last dance. Okay, yes, I love the series, man. Jordan, you know, he was a goat, but why throw that stuff in LeBron's face, man? Um, like, so how you feel about that, Brandon? Like, how you well, feel? First of all, Big J, I gotta correct you because Jordan didn't get the rings till Scotty. So I apologize on that, but. Jordan did not start winning rings until he he linked up with Scotty. But what Jordan was doing was that he was already being considered the best player in the NBA. Yeah, that's what, that's what I, that's, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, he was already a dominant player. His resume speaks for himself. All right. Now, granted, um, does Jordan get those six rings without Scotty Pippen? Probably not. But at the end of the day, when we've already seen Jordan be dominant. It is a team sport. You need some help. But Scotty didn't do anything without Mike. I mean, the years that Mike stepped away, the Bulls didn't win. Hakeem Olajuwon comes through, gets his chip. You know, uh, Scotty was on a couple of the teams afterwards. I know he was in Portland. He even linked up for a, a little super team action uh, in their older age down in Houston. It didn't work out. So, Scotty, the, the fact that you're out there sitting there saying that Jordan only put that out there to remind kids that he's still the greatest. Well, yeah, he is the greatest, dude. There's He's the most dominant player we've ever seen in basketball. And this is talking about a league with Shaq. Shaq might be the most dominant physical specimen we've ever seen. Wilt Chamberlain in that conversation too. But if we're looking at accolades, if we're looking at just pure domination, Michael Jordan, ex-predator of NBA, man. Nobody was winning when Jordan was in his prime, man. He was locked in. And then you take Jordan out of the situation, the Bulls didn't do nothing. Scotty, I apologize. You're a great player. But I think he's just a little salty that he's been the Batman to Jordan. Uh, he's been the Robin to Jordan's Batman his entire career. He could never be the main guy. And sometimes that just happens, bro. 
Scotty's still a, a top, I'd say a top 20 player in NBA history. Um, and that's nothing to shy about. But the fact of the matter is, there's just some guys that can carry the torch by themselves and some guys that can't. And don't get me wrong, was Scotty a big plus? Scotty the the main source of, of the winning? No. As we said, he was... He was the Batman. He was the sorry. I keep saying this. He was the Robin to the Batman man. He was kind of a, a bit of a sidekick, and but like we said, man, Scotty is still a, a great player. I'm not trying to take anything away from him in terms of his ability, but Scotty, the the fact is, you never got it done when you were the main guy. We've even even I think Scotty's also a little mad because. That documentary uh, brought up, you know, sometimes with Scotty was selfish, man, refusing to check into the game because they were drawing up a play for a coup coach and stuff. So, like, listen, Scotty, you've seen him in the news for recent stuff, uh, you know, got some uh, ex-wife problems going on. So I think Scotty's just uh, pretty frustrated right now, man. Yeah, I, just, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, Scotty Pippen, he's a very, very good, good player. Um Mind you, like a you know a modern day like Jermon Green, you know that that power forward, um, slash small forward. Um, but let's just be honest here. Like you, you know Jordan was Jordan was Jordan before Pippen came in. You know what I'm saying? Like he was doing he was doing his thing, man. And you just happened to hop on the the, the Chicago train, you know, and enjoy, enjoy the ride. I mean, obviously, you know, they had Jordan and then Pippen and Rodman, Rodman and Coach. Um, but yeah, like I feel like you know that that documentary series um, kind of like pinpointed, like you know, this was this this was like for the people for the kids who haven't or the like me, like who haven't seen Jordan play. This was like the first in-depth look in the locker room of who, what they were dealing with, man. And you know, um, it's just you know, like Stephen A. Smith said on the first day the other day, like it's, it's a very, very underappreciated uh, statement from Pippen because you know I don't know if they're I don't know if they're friends off the court uh, right now. Like you know that friendship has you know uh, been better. Um, so, I mean, and just to say that, say that that last dance was for the modern day basketball fans to, to stabilize that as Jordan being the GOAT. I mean, maybe, but maybe once LeBron retires, he can make a documentary himself and make it even better, man. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Big J, too. Um, well, first off, I, I don't know if there's anything LeBron can do to be the GOAT in my eyes. I think he's top three all time. Some days I have him too. Um, I'll tell you right now, my top three consists of Michael Jordan. That's that's how I see it. Um, I know people are going to debate that and disagree with that. It is what it is, but that's that's my top three. But going back to, you know, with Pippen, as I said, he he, to me, a modern day comparison would be Kawhi Leonard, but I think Kawhi Leonard has already surpassed in terms of size, athleticism, defense, and what they just bring to the game. But Kawhi is a better scorer than Scotty was, and I think he surpassed them. But my man Rick, you know, and Renzel said that basically that Scotty's pretty upset that Jordan's always handled his money. 
found a way to make it, you know, became a billionaire off of playing basketball and the shoe deals. We saw that was another thing, too, in that last dance documentary is that Scotty didn't handle his business, man. He got fleeced with that contract. What was that like seven years, like 18 mil or something like ridiculous cheap? So it's like, I think Scotty's pretty bitter, been the limelight. He's kind of been out of it. And it's Mike has taken all of them. Mike took uh, control of all like the opportunities. I know he made some money off that documentary series and it's Pippen saying that him and the boys didn't get paid. Well, that's on y'all to get paid, man. Handle your business. You're a grown man. Like Renzel said, bro, like, like Rick Ross said, like figure it out. You didn't have to be a part of the documentary. If you wanted to be a part of the documentary, like it is what it is. But if you felt that you should have been getting paid for to the success of the documentary. If you don't think you're, if you're not getting compensated, man, like what is that crap? Yo, friend, <laughs> my bad B. Your audio cut out for like. I was trying to like fix my audio, bro, because like your shit was like kind of like your audio was kind of like it's like kind of like sound like an alien, bro. Oh <laughs> my bad, I don't dude. Know, that was my end of your end, dude. But, I I'm working on the land cable. I thought no, I had no, I think that's my end this time. Like, I, like it kind of sounded like 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 you're from like another planet, bro. Like, <laughs> but good whatever God. you said, I don't know what you said, man. But I think it was good, man. Whatever you said, bro. I I was just saying that like you gotta handle your business, you know. Rick Ross said that, like, you got to handle your business, man. Like, you should not have been contributing to that that documentary if you weren't going to get compensated, bro. Like, you didn't have to do it. You chose to do it. You know, you signed that awful. We already know that Scotty got some questionable business practices when he signed that awful uh, contract. I think it was like 18 mil or something like that, which even back then was really cheap. Uh, for a team to play for, to pay for a player of his caliber, you know, but it, it is what it is, man. You can't go through life being bitter like that because somebody was outshining you, you know, that's on you to be smarter and, and do what you need to do to get out of the limelight. My man is just, he's coming off as bitter and Scotty, like, yeah, you top 20 of all time, but you're coming off pretty weak because you couldn't be the number one guy, man. And you have, opportunities you know so right right so hopefully hopefully I mean he can kind of like you know chill out and like let let this whole stuff ride out and then maybe they can I don't see them I mean I'm, I'm not sure if they're at the best buzz off the court now I don't know I'm, I'm not sure what their what their what their friendship relationship is and that's but, another thing too, Big J. We've already seen Michael Jordan cut off Charles Barkley because Charles came out and had some job as an analyst and was being critical of how Charlotte was being run and Jordan didn't like what was being said and they no longer have a relationship according, as far as I know, um, I don't know them personally, but that's all the reports is that they, they don't chill like they used to, man. So... If you're gonna come out and say this stuff, man, I hope y'all don't have a relationship because Jordan's already cut people off for less. Right, right. Um, yeah, man. So the next topic is like the the Lakers, man. Like, what's going on with them, man? 
Dude, I what else could you ask for, man? I mean, listen, LeBron's down right now. But that's no excuse. Still a great talent. You know, him and Russ have been holding it down. But it, it's just they seem to be blowing games late. And from everybody keeps on pointing fingers at Russ's decisions making and stuff. I mean, bro, it, it's been just it's still a team that's got to get acclimated to each other, but they definitely need to figure it out. And it's heartbreaking watching the Lakers just come up like this. But man, I, I will say Carmelo Anthony, man, Melo might like Melo is low key back, man. I mean, the last four games alone, Big J, 24 points, nine of 12, 23 points against Houston, eight for 14. 15 points against Houston again, 6 of 9. 21 points, 8 of 18 against OKC. Bro, I mean, four times, bro, in in freaking one. In nine games, four out of nine games, he's over 20 points. He's having good shooting nights, man. He's literally averaging 50% shooting. This is exactly what you need from a man coming off the bench. And I think he's definitely going to be in that uh, six-man-of-the-year conversation if he keeps it up. This is exactly what I wanted from Melo. This is exactly what we need from Melo. And people just need to be stepping up like this. Embrace the role. Stop doing it, trying to do too much, man. You got to rely on the team. The Lakers, like I said, bro, they're my favorite team, but we cannot just be relying on talent. You still... We gotta when you when you know you gotta outsmart everybody because let's be honest we're not as athletic as everybody we got Russ and AD and LeBron but we are the oldest team in the NBA you know so some teams are gonna have better motors some teams are gonna have quite possibly better athletes but nobody will have will have more experience. And if they could just figure it out, bro, like this team should be unstoppable, especially with Brooklyn, I think is really the only uh, threat. Quite frankly, well, I'm doing work and if Clay comes back, it's going to be a problem. But if the Lakers can make it out of the West, I don't see a team in the East that should be able to beat them if they're all gelling. It's just whether or not they can figure it out. And it's so early in the season. We're only a, a, a couple of games in, but Man, I don't know, Big J. What do you think? You're muted, my home. Man, that's twice, man. man, man three strikes, I'm out. And I'm out. Who you out, man? <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. So I'm looking at the um the stats from the first Thunder game. And same game. Like, LeBron wasn't playing the first game that they met. Um, Davis had 30, uh, 30 points. This was the first matchup between the Thunder. Um, when the Lakers lost 115 to 123, um, Davis had uh, 30 points with eight rebounds. Westbrook had 20 points, 14 rebounds. Um, Monk had nine points, 11 points from Bazemore, and Jordan had six. Anthony had 13. Reeves had two. Bradley had 13. Um, and it, it seems like in that game they fell they fell short. Um, they 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 just couldn't hold the lead. Um, for the latter part of the fourth quarter. So fast forward to the game last night. 
So Shad Gilders Alexander hit the, hit the game-winning three-pointer to, to hit the dagger. Um, so the stats for that game, um, uh, AD had 29 points with uh, five, five, 18 boards. He was eating at the glass. Um, Westbrook had 27 with uh, six rebounds and five assists. Uh, AD had five assists, too. Uh, Bradley had nine points. Uh, uh, Bader had two. Anthony had a good 21. He was eight for eight, eight for 18 from the field goal. Uh, Reeves. I mean, so they're getting a little bit of help from the bench, but there's no way, like, the OKC is all – they're an OK team, but they're not, like, talked about. And, like, you can't be losing. Like, even though, like you said, we're late, we're early in the season, um, there's no need to, like, panic right now. But, like, we can't be losing to, like, subpar teams, man. And, like you said, we're still bonding. We're still getting that chemistry going. But – and plus LeBron's out, which, like you said, shouldn't be an excuse, man. Like, we should be winning these games with AD and Russell playing. Um, but I just don't – I don't know. Like I'm looking, at, I'm looking at their schedule. Um, coming up, I mean, they got the Trailblazers tomorrow. They got the Nets. I mean, I mean the Hornets. Uh, in the Heat, Timberwolves, Spurs, Bulls. So hot teams coming up with a long stretch. And LeBron has the abdominal strain tear. So how? And the doctors are kind of like you know, not are not in a rush to send him back to the court. So. The Lakers, they need to pick it up, man. Um, because you know, Lakers are a championship winning team, they can't be just losing these games where we should be winning. So that's where my mind's at. I mean, Russell Westbrook, he should, you know, play his role. Um, instead of taking all these, all these jump shots, man, like he just needs to facilitate, like, pass the ball, man. Dude, he's averaging like five turnovers a game, and he just needs to be smarter. Uh, he's a great player. He's a former MVP. We know what he's capable of, but I think sometimes he just feels the need to just maybe do too much and tries to be like, you know, bro, you don't always have to be Superman. Sometimes the best move is just Phil Jackson came to Chicago, came to Los Angeles, and talked with Kobe Bryant and talked with Michael Jordan and said, yo, you, you don't have to do everything all the time. you got to pick your moments. You know, and, and that's the key to this game right now is that you got to figure out the time of when you got to be a killer and get in there, drive the ball, score the points. Because quite frankly, I, I've seen multiple drives alone. He just puts his head down there, goes in there like a like a bull, and teams are just trapping him and he's losing the ball, you know, or, or, or he's just not making good decisions, not making the best of pattern up. And I don't want to sit there and blame you know, all these losses on him, but your starting point guard can't be getting five turnovers, man. And he just really got to shape it up. Well, we should be in a better position than what we are based on talent alone. But as we said, like talent can only take you so far. And this team is older and hasn't been together for that long. I mean, the only players that really have, that really know each other a bit are Davis, LeBron, Rondo, and, uh, Dwight Howard, they were there for the championship. Talon Horton Tucker was there last year. Um, but the rest of the team, basically brand new. You got a lot to gel with, and quite frankly, someone got to step up, especially when Braun's going down. We've seen Melo step up. Others got to follow suit. Know your role, 
play it well. That's the key to success. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry shooting like 42% right now. That's not like him. His he's usually around like I think 48 for his career and showing up at times, you know, and he's on the court because teams are just really zoning in on him. And you have players like Jordan Poole uh just taking over games, man. And, and that's exactly what the Lakers are lacking, you know. But yeah, and like and like you and like I said, like their like their West is not getting any easier because you know, got you got Murray coming back hopefully soon. Um all these good teams in the West, like the Mavs are doing pretty good this year. We got, you know, um but like the competition is gonna get stiffer, man. Like but like you said, there's no not need to panic. Um, I will say like I, I mean I feel like we're gonna start gelling like after Christmas. Because we play that the Christmas Day game, um, but like but that's the problem, you yeah, know. Like around think, Christmas, yeah. Clay's gonna be back for gonna the be Warriors. back. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm saying. It's not getting easy in, in the East. Not getting any easier either. Like got the Heat, got the got the Hornets, got the who else? The Heat, Bucks, Knicks had a good win tonight. A good comeback win. The Bucks tonight. Hey, the Knicks. The Knicks have been killing it, man. You know, like uh, I'm glad you just said that. Like they have been, they're exactly what like you want out of a team, and they're grinding. Like everybody's doing their job, even on nights when uh, you know, players might not be having, you know, good good nights. They're still contributing. Right? They're playing good team ball. I mean, just looking at it. Julius Randle's been a stud, you know. Um, that's exactly what we expected from him, especially getting some offensive help. Obviously, Kemba's been a little streaky. Um, it's been a couple pretty streaky these last game. Um, Fournier really opened it up for him. But, I mean, even tonight, like, RJ stepping up, you know, having a 20-point game. Fournier not having the best of nights. Kemba Walker having a pretty awful night, these guys are still winning games. And it's it's just been all cylinders with the Knicks, quite frankly. But, you know, if they could just get more productivity out of Kemba, like to be consistent on the offensive end, and Fournier we've seen do a, a great job there at times. If they could just mix, they're going to be a deadly team, man, because everybody's playing defense. Thibodeau's not messing around this year. He's basically like, if you want to be on this court, you're going to be trying. You, if you ain't scoring, you play in defense at the end of the day, you know? And I think that's what the Lakers need to do, too, is, hey, if you're having an off night, somebody else got to step up, but you definitely got to play defense. And you got to be smarter. You can't be sitting there turning the ball over and, and not doing that. But Big J, we've already talked about, like, the big players. You know, and you mentioned the Heat of this season said that he's on the same level as LaMelo Ball and as Luka Doncic. And quite frankly, man, he's been backing his talk up. And I got to say, man, it's been really exciting watching him play. He's absolutely killing it this year. I mean, he's averaging 20 points on 45.7% shooting. With six rebounds and four assists, and I, I gotta get the three point numbers because we know he be slinging it. But by this, that he's, you know, hanging in there with the, 
Lamelo. I mean, Lamelo alone compared to that. Lamelo is not even at twenty points for the season. He's at he's averaging nineteen point four on forty two percent, six rebounds, about six assists. You know, so he's performing better than Lamelo is right now. And I actually thought I saw that he was outperforming Luca, which I was really surprised about, just because I think Luca might be the face of the league. I mean, he's right. Right there with Luca. I mean, trying on 42% shooting, eight rebounds, seven assists. Tyler Hero is legitimately backing up his claim right now. Do you see him sustaining this? And do you think he's a legitimate factor, man? I feel like he is, man. Um, like he really showed himself in the bubble at uh, 2019, you know, going off. Um, especially with those circumstances. Um, but I haven't I, I really seen him play because, like, unfortunately, we're in Jersey, so we can't really watch really at a market games unless you have the NBA ticket. Or, um, But, yeah, like, the stats you've, you, you've read to me, they're, they're impressive, man. And I saw that statement. He said, like, I should be in that with, uh, like, with Trey Young, Luka Doncic, you know. And I agree, man. He's, you know, young, talented, um, has a swagger to him. Um, brings that Miami, that Miami Heat swag. Um, and you know, he's up on the stage with uh, my boy Harlow all the time, bro. So, you're already yeah. living in Miami, man. So, yeah, like what you said, um, like I haven't seen him play, like, where I can like judge him on anything, but like from what you said, like 20 points, what four assists, 42% shooting, that's that, that's pretty good, man. Um, and they, they need all the help they can get because, like, you know, they're in an East where it's, like, not, it's not easy. It's not getting easier. Um, they got young, these young teams, the Pistons, with Cunningham, um, Kay Cunningham coming back at, you know, um, the Hornets. You got the Celtics still. You got the Knicks. Like, so with Tyler Hero, he gets a lot of help on that team. Um, and I like the mission with, with Kyle Lowry, too. That was a good pickup. Yeah, and with and with a good coach with everything. yeah, man. I mean, so you got the whole. It's like uh, it's like uh, like like you said, like the Knicks are built like a winning team. You got a good coach in Tom Thibodeau. You got a young, talented in um and um and um Robinson, the center, which he was out last year. You got uh, Barrett. So I mean, Miami, they're in the same boat, man. Good coach, good players around them. Um, with my boy Bam Bam, Bam Bam Autobot. Oh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Bam Bam Adebayo. So they got a good team, man. So yeah, so your Adebayo. Yeah, the question, the, the question, the answer to your question is yeah. I, I feel like he should be in that in that list. Man, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Um, we saw him in the bubble. He killed it. I thought he was a great talent, but I I didn't think that he was going to be on this level. I saw him make that statement. I was like, hey, we'll see. But I will say this. I, I, I've i been on Miami Heat's fans' uh, ear, you know, chirping it off a bit because I've never seen a talent get turned on so fast like that. They were basically ready to trade this kid. I want to see no part of him last season. And let's be honest, man, a sophomore slump happens all the time in sports. Um, I just think you had to give him some time. And, you know, he used everything as motivation, uh, did it the right way. And now he's sitting up there, man. This is legitimately a talented kid who is sitting up there putting up stats that rival Luka Doncic, that rival LaMelo Ball, two future stars of the league. And 
if he can sustain this man, he'll be a fa- he'll he'll be up there in the conversation. And quite frankly, they the, the Heat definitely need this because as as you said, Kyle Lowry was a solid pickup. Um, but he's just been really weird, man. I mean, just looking at these games, he's averaging ten points on thirty seven and a half shooting, forty four point six. This, which is good, but in 31.3 minutes, he's having some rough shooting nights, man. I mean, at least against Dallas, he went 7 for 10, had 22 points. But then against Boston, follows up and gets clamped up 2 for 9. But at least he's contributing everywhere else. I mean, the last couple of games, he's had some solid rebound and assist numbers. But the shooting's definitely got to get better. Because if if Kyle Lowry gets going, you know, with Tyler Hero already stepping up, we know Jimmy Butler is the definition of a dog. I, I don't know if anybody works harder in the league than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy's just been killing it, 24 points a game, 50 points, you know. It, it's just, if they get Kyle Lowry going, it'll be a, a, a show down in South Beach with Eric Spolstra's, uh team going as, you know, Rose also so called it a, down there, man. Spolster notion that was hilarious to me, but you know, even Bam, Bam's been killing it too, averaging uh, almost 20 points and almost 13 rebounds, man. So, Miami's definitely gonna be a problem, big J. And quite frankly, Miami and Miami and the Knicks might just be the teams to watch out for, man. We always talk about the Nets, but man, those teams they got. Dogs and even when big players are having bad nights, they're still finding ways to win games, man. Right, right. Um, I just saw today that on my uh, on my ESPN app that I'm sorry I got to bring it the name up. Ben Simmons got fined like 350,000 for not participating in the game. I'm sorry, I'm trying to not avoid saying his name on this podcast. Um, but you know he's he's, he's going to be getting fined. Um. I guess from now on until he plays. Um, so I mean, should we not even talk about this? <laughs> Big J, we can cover it, but like I gotta be honest with you, man. I don't want to hear Ben Simmons' name until it says in the headlines, Ben Simmons is moving to X team, drop X team here, man. I, I don't want to hear Philly and Ben Simmons in the same breath. I mean, I think they're trying to make him go to like some mental health uh counseling i don't really know what's going on um it, it's crazy dude like just trade the guy already man but even with a but even without ben i mean they're doing pretty good i mean they got joe and beak holding it down um you know they're good All right, they're a sleeper team too man you're not even without ben um but man like i'm tired of hearing this ben simmons news man like but he did get fined today or yesterday for not playing. Um, so I guess that's going to be like the same situation with Aaron Rodgers of him, like, you know, holding out and then like, you know, but the, you know, find him. Um, but now obviously Aaron Rodgers signed, signed the contract, but um, he's playing, but it's different league. But um, now they're going to start finding him for not, I guess, not participating in events. And, you know, like that, that's his sacrifice. He's sacrificing his paycheck for, you know, I don't know what the hey, freaking issue is, man. Dude, I don't listen at the end of the day, like if, if I guess like do what you want, but man, Philly's 
Philly right now is sitting on top of the league at seven and two um, in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, they're they're legitimately the second best team in the NBA in terms of record, and they've played one more game than the Jazz, who are the number one uh, in the power rankings, I believe. So, well, it's it's getting ridiculous, man. I'm so sick of talking about it. Thank God my dog's sleeping right now because we know he'd be crying the second he hear it. Um, I'm so sick of talking about this, Big J. You got to move him. You got to get him out of there, man. Like, I, they should have they should have been looking for a trade partner for Ben Simmons, bro. Like, but the problem was they were just asking way too much, man. You got to understand what the value is. Like, granted, you have a great talent on your hands, but nobody's going to want him if y'all haven't even had him play for this. Dude, he hasn't played all season. You know, like, it's just been pitiful. I mean, has he played? I don't even think I've seen him yet, man. Like, I I really don't know. I think this entire – yeah, no, he hasn't played – I don't even think he's played a game all season, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this is ridiculous, like, for crying out loud. Like, fans want to come – like, Philly fans, they want to come see their players play, man. They want to come mm-hmm. see Joel Embiid and Benson play. Um, I mean, I don't know about right now, but, I mean, like, um, I don't know. Ben needs to get his act together. And, like, I'm I'm, I'm tired of hearing these, these, like, oh, he's come to the Phillies – to the Philly arena to meet with the coaches. And then, oh, yeah, he's about to play, right? Oh, He's not. He's acting up in practice. Dude, he's another one. Dude, he's like OBJ. Like he's he's being a bigger headache than anything else. So, the it's time to move him. Nobody's sitting here saying that Ben Simmons is an awful player. We're just saying that Ben Simmons. We're just saying that Ben, you you're you're not what you're causing, man. You know. So they the Philly needs to understand the value. That they're this guy's values dropping every day that you don't play him, man. You know, so it it just they gotta figure it out, man. They definitely gotta figure it out. So I don't know, Big J, but keeping it moving, you know. Yeah, like with the NBA, mm-hmm. who do you see swooping in for a move for Ben Simmons, man? And not even just Ben Simmons, bro. There's there's a couple of guys like. I don't even know who would benefit from it. I, I guess what I'm really trying to ask is what teams need to make a move that just like their current situation ain't working? Well, um, cause the, their report saying that, um, Maury, the, the, the GM, he wants a, he, he doesn't want to just trade business for a garbage player. He wants a, you know, all-star to fill the shoes. And I, I know you said CJ McCollum, but then to come to think about it, like, you know, who's going to uh, – because I know Andre Drummond, he's like a true center. So, like, who would help if, – if they were to trade Ben Simmons for a McCollum, I I agree with you. Like, he would bring, like, officers, like, shooting and, and, and on that side. But who's going to help Ben Simmons? I mean, I know you got Tobias Harris. But other than that, who, who do you have? So, I, I I feel like they, 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 they need to trade for, like, another star that is, like, you know, like, stretch point guard, you know what I'm saying? Because he can, he can run the point. 
but he can't shoot. But then then someone of that height and that you know ability to like maybe like a Luka Doncic type type player. You know what I'm saying? Someone that can like you know help help distribute the, the post, ball. Man. But well, no, like, saying. but like I, I do agree with you to some extent. Like, uh, some like a McCollum. I know they have like James Harden to it. Like, some like a James Harden s player, man. So yeah, they can't the just get Ben Simmons for nothing, man. But what I'm saying, Big J, like, yeah, what, yeah. what teams do you think it, it might be time to like start thinking about? Like, hey, we're we're not where we want to be. What team, in your opinion, might be thinking about blowing it up, man? You know, you mentioned McCullum, like the Trailblazers are, are three and five right now, man. I know it's early, but I don't see them getting it done. Like I think I think the Trailblazers need to start considering some moves. Uh, maybe I can even... see it going to like um like San Antonio, maybe. Um and then that's far fetched. Um, I'd like to see him maybe with Golden State because what a, I mean, I know they're, they're going to get some key players back with like Wiseman coming back mm-hmm. and um, and Clay coming back. But who, what player doesn't want to play with Curry, man? One of the best shooters in the league. He can get Ben Simmons to shoot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, with Clay. And they got, got terrible, I mean, not, not terrible, they have terrific. Shooting, shooting coaches. Like, I did correct myself. That's terrible. Terrific shooting coaches to help Ben Simmons out. But I don't know if they're willing to give a player um, up for Ben Simmons. Um, I would say Minnesota too. Um, somewhere, but he wants to go out and maybe maybe the Clippers, man. <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's a possibility. I think you brought up uh, some good options right there. I think all of them would benefit from having Ben Simmons, quite frankly. Um, It's just a matter of where and when. And quite frankly, you know, Maury's got to be more realistic. What's the, what is, what benefit are you going to get from hanging on to a player for four years? You know, you're just going to withhold his salary. Like all you're going to do is damage his reputation and damage his trade value. If you're not going to play him, if he's not going to play, like then you need to move him as fast as possible because every day his trade value is getting less and less. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. But the NBA season is still getting long. You know, it's still getting along. And we still got a lot of games to cover, man. But we're going to keep it moving. Big J, we just saw the MLB season come to an end. Indeed, indeed we did, man. The Atlanta World as World Series champions. They beat the Houston Astros, which... I'm pretty sure most of America was happy to see. Oh man, talk about a, a Cinderella story! As dude, they they really overcame the odds, man. We said that this team, we said this team was gonna lose to the Brewers on this podcast. We we said that this team was gonna lose to the Dodgers. You know, I didn't think that they were gonna be Houston. I was rooting for them. Don't get me wrong, but the Atlanta Braves. Good God, they had the guy, they had the guy uh, play pitch, like multiple uh, pitches with a broken leg for crying out loud. It, it's just been insane. Like, who was the guy? Um, yeah, just like, 
like we're Charlie all... Morton. I think it was Charlie Morton. Yeah. Had the fractured uh, tibia. He, dude, he pitched multiple pitches on a broken leg. Like, this is exactly what you need guys to do. Like, it, it's just awesome. I'm pretty sure, didn't they lose Acuna earlier in the yep. season? Yeah. Like, dude, that's their best player. Like, goes down and good. Like, God, man. And Acuna goes down. Who's gonna be? Who's a, a, a tremendous player, you know? And this team really steps up. This is exactly the definition of next man up, holding it down. Like the Atlanta Braves, man. I'm not much of a baseball guy, but outside of the Yankees, but this is impressive, Big J. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Like any any baseball any baseball fan, including Yankees fans. We're excited to see the what we call the Astros, the Tistros, because they they cheated. But um, everyone wants to like like to see them lose. Um, all my friends are saying yes, yes, Astros. But like you said, man, just the way like that, um, the way like you know with the whole COVID, like people like in the beginning of the season. Their teams had to forfeit games because you know people were getting sick, and just the just the whole league, man, and what they went through with Acuna going down, um, you know, um, right fielder Jorge Soler stepped up big time, hit some big time bombs, um, uh, so yeah, man, like they they, that's what teams should do, like. How they should model their teams, you know, like whoever whoever goes down, next man up mentality, and that's what we had to do as Yankees, man. As Yankees, man, like did you hear the news? Um, I think Brett Gardner, um, declined his 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 player option, I think I believe, and the Yankees didn't pick up his club option, so he could he's a free agent. So, like, that team should model. Should be a model of what teams should follow. Like, hey, so what if it's our bear like goes down with an injury? Next man up, and that's what they did, man. They faced adversity, man. So, props to Atlanta Braves. But it's time to get down to the trades, and you know, it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a roller coaster of, a, of an all season in, in the MLB. Um, so, I'm excited to see what, what's gonna happen, and we're gonna unfold. I heard Carrera is in the tough rate. We talked about in the previous podcast. I think I think he's gone, man. Um, I know, uh, his boys Javi Baez and um the shortstop. Um, oh my God, they just signed him to the big contract. We always talk about. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, Francisco Lindor. My bad. They all play together on the Puerto Rican national team, so those are his boys. I think he he actually might be looking to uh leave Houston for our crosstown rivals and the Mets. Um, but, man, I I, I got to come back to talk praise real quick, Big J. This is, this is exactly what, as you said, the, um, the Yankees need, man. Jorge Soler really stepped up, man. He, he just played phenomenal 
against Houston, much deserving of that MVP. I think the best call I heard in the World Series was the announcer said that uh, he hit it to another Solaire system, and that was hilarious. Um, but this is exactly – Jorge Solaire has just made the best of the opportunity. He was and smacking in, in I Freeman, think he was also man. the second player ever uh, of Cuban descent to win the um, – the MVP in the World Series, um, which is awesome. But quite frankly, man, shout out to the Atlanta Braves for taking down the Chistros, getting them. Bro, it was it was beautiful to watch. It was fun baseball. This is this was great for the game, man. And that's that's all. I, I don't know which more we can say on it. I'm, I'm hyped for baseball season to come back around. But we all know the Yankees got to do better. And they need to to look at they need to look at uh the Atlanta Braves and being like, hey, our main their main guy went down. So when our main guys ain't performing, somebody gotta step up. Somebody gotta be the Solaire up in the Bronx, man. Right. You know. And uh, yeah, man. I, hey, like next season, I'm down to go to some Yankees games, bro. Let's let's do it, man. Cause I know I know why. I've been to a couple this this year, man. They were kind of dope, man. I, I went to the game with my boys when I Gallo came to New York, man. Fifth first game and Rizzo. I mean, they, they got snapped by the Orioles, but <laughs> but um, nah, man. Like the Yankees, like they gotta get some players, man. Like they gotta get some. Go back to the old fashioned, you know, because the Yankees they're not really known for their speed; they're known for their power. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're they got to get base hits at the end of the day. They got to get guys on base. That, that's the biggest problem to me. Pitching's got to be better. But, I mean, bro, we could do a whole podcast based on that. But, Big J, we've already been here. Our time's kind of running up, my yeah, man. Yeah, I was going to say, got to you know, close it out, man. Yeah, man. So, so we'll, we'll come back to the Atlanta Braves. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. That's all we can say. Good stuff on getting it done. Overcoming the odds. We apologize here at the JJL Sports Talk Show because we, quite frankly, did not see you guys doing. I, I don't know if the world saw you guys doing what you guys put off. This was such an impressive postseason run, especially with uh, Acuna going down. I, I cannot say enough positive things about the Braves right now, man. Um, it was just an awesome display, and this is great for the game of baseball. Well, Big yeah, J, man. take us out, man. Yeah, and yeah, whoever uh, I I know we don't we don't cover like UFC. Um, I know uh, if y'all are tuning in tomorrow, we got Kamara Usman facing Cody Covington and and MSG t- tomorrow night. I wish I could go, but I'm not I'm not big money yet. So like it's, that probably that event's probably sold out. It's gonna be a good fight. And also we got a Canelo facing um, uh, what's his name um. On the same Caleb night. Plant. Yeah, Plant. Plant. Yeah, they're facing tomorrow night too. So if y'all want to tune into that, you know, some pay per view, check that out. I know, I know, right gonna, now, I, I know we got to finish some some fighting talk, like in some podcasts. Big J, we'll, we'll fit that in next podcast, bro. I'm telling you right now, I'm a huge Canelo Alvarez fan. I, I'm I'm expecting a knockout here. He's going for the blood. He's gonna get uh, complete that uh that title collection right there once he knocks out Plant, man. I'm expecting, like, I, I'm going to call it right now, bro. I think he's going to get him in, like, the eighth. Canelo's a monster, dude. Good luck yeah. stopping him. I, I, I 100% see him going for the knockout. That Kamaru Usman fight against Covington is going to be a war. 
I can't see he got his broad joke in uh, against Kamar Usman last time and still hung in there for a couple of rounds. But I'm so sick of hearing the guy talk. I, quite frankly, I hope Kamara does the same thing again coming up. And that's going to be a, a good card, I think. Uh, isn't Gaethje and Chandler, I think, are yeah, they're fighting too, yep. on that card too? Like, there, there's a lot of good stuff to coming down. We, I think uh, my boy O'Malley's fighting. My boy O'Malley's fighting. Sean Sugar O'Malley's fighting. I didn't see that. I, I know uh, – Frankie Edgar and Marlon Vera are on that. Uh, Rose, not Thug Rose, is running it back with a uh, Whaley Zhang. Um, I, I could be wrong about that. Mally, is he not fighting tomorrow? O'Malley, is early he, fighting? I don't think Sugar Shane O'Malley's on the. He might be on the undercard, but yeah, on the undercard on, maybe. Yeah, he's not on the main card, so I I'm not positive. Definitely. Uh, oh, hold on a sec. Yeah, no, I don't see him on the card. I don't think – I think he was supposed to be fighting, but possibly got injured because we know he's got a little bit of an injury history. But we'll see, man. It's it's definitely some exciting stuff coming up in, in the fight game for sure, and we'll definitely uh, be checking that out next podcast. But like I said, man, Canelo's going to get the job done. I'm going to be celebrating Saturday night. You already know what it is, Big J. Yes, sir, man. Well, what a way to end it, end it man. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, a long episode, but it's all right. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Jordan. Once again, I'm Jordan Jean-Louis, my boy Brandon Marazzo. Um, and I know we we shorthanded, but we we did it, man. We did it. So uh, have any last, last remarks, man, before we close it out, man, or – now, nah, Jordan, it's uh, my man. It's definitely been a pleasure yes. being here. So, thank you very much for having us. Yes, and sir. Matt, we'll see y'all soon. Get back. You already know what to do. Have a good night.